Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. Now, if I tell you where the self-help section is, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some franchise... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Just Need Fixing. I'm Handsome Tom. I'm Damien. I'm Kat. And this week it's Sex and the City. This episode is is about Sex and the City, but it's also about girls, which is because um, it's kind of a mix between girls, the, two. the TV show, the TV show, not girls. The but also it is it is about girls. <laughs> it's just the overall Wait, conception of female. Um, so, so are you pitching like a, a Sex City Girls crossover yes. as your franchise as a fix? film? As a film, as a Ooh. so you're going to reboot the Sex and the City film franchise like and f- give girls its own film, sort of. <sighs> it's such a weird mix. It's like the first Sex and the City film. Pretty much completely, except for one beautiful sequence, dissected and sh- changed, and then a whole bunch of the girls' characters existed. So you're kind of fixing the first right. Sex in the City film. Yeah, I guess that no. is at its core, but it, it, it's yeah. So I keep cutting off with bullshit. No, I can't even remember. Oh yeah, I was saying uh, the, that it's like the New York experience. Yes, through two very popular TV shows, but 
ev- all of them are white, which we, you know, yeah. know New York is a very multicultural city is not an accurate representation mm. of the New York experience. No, it's- that being said, I don't feel like I can recast this show because the characters are so tied up with the actors who played them. Especially Sex in the City. Especially Sex in the City. Girls is a little bit more different. Like, you could recast. I haven't, but I want to, I just, I don't know. I just felt like it was important to just point out that it's kind of fucked. And Lena Dunham has said so herself, that she's like, if she did it again, she wouldn't have four white girls on the poster. Hmm. And I fully support that. Do you, do you, is there any, like, because obviously the the, for girls, it directly sort of connects, at least in the first episode or whatever they Basically, state one of the characters loves Sex in the City, and she thinks, uh, "Yeah, Shoshana, uh, Shoshana, yeah. <laughs> yeah." And she thinks that's David what her niece, his cousin, relation. Yeah, I know. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a weird connection. Yeah, um, and so she sort of is like, for me, Girls is basically it's, and I, again, I think Lena Dunham said this, so it's not just for me, but it's filling that gap between where the Sex in the City women were, as in they had work figured out, mm-hmm. they had sort of their friendship circles figured out. And they were conquering love. So what did they need? They needed love. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. And where- they also were, in the, and if we go from the start of Second City, they were in mm. their early 30s, girls starts in their in their early mid-20s. Right. Because the thing about Sex in the City is that at least girls is a little bit more relatable in the fact that they're all poor yeah. and life is not great. Whereas Sex in the City, it's like, oh, my greatest problem is that someone's just giving me Prada for no <laughs> reason. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> so <laughs> hard. Okay, well, okay, that is to me, it, you're very right. That's the thing. Mm. It's like, okay, so when you even like comparing the two shows, the similarities really do end that after four white women in New York. That's it because right. they're they're very different shows. Um, no, their their protagonists are both self-involved <laughs> narcissists. An, I mean, that's a matter As in of all opinion. Not oh, yes, actually, no, that's not true. Hannah, not, Hannah not and Carrie are both narcissists. Okay, that's true. That okay, that's. And then that's where it ends because um, Sex in the City, they're both about female relationships. Okay, I should add that in. But they're very different. They're polar mm. opposite stances on it, right? So, like, sure. Sex in the City is a glamorized, it's almost a fairy tale of life in New York. It's yeah, an optimist's yeah. guide, optimist's guide to, you know, being single in New York City in your early sure. 30s. It's glamorized. It's unrealistic. Um, and that's why it's so much fun. But but it is, it, in, especially in the early seasons, it did have a little bit of grit to it, which mm. which what made it so good. To Do you know with. what's really interesting about it uh, is the fact that um, for the first few seasons, anyway, I can't remember if she still does it later in the season, but um, carries a smoker. Yes, and that's yeah. like, and she's kind of trying to quit a couple of times, and she yeah. hides but, it from Aiden. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. but that's later. Like early on, she's just smoking, and everyone's mm. smoking, and it's like obviously it was made when like smoking on screen yeah. wasn't well, a big deal, thing. and that the yeah. hero of this series is is a smoker, and isn't yes. it's just very interesting that Do that's you know what a I thing love about Sex in the City is that when you rewatch it, Miranda and Samantha's who are meant to be kind of the more out there personalities, they're the especially polar opposites Samantha. of each other. Uh, I've I wouldn't say they're po- – well, regardless. They're, they're, they're similar. Set up, they're both I'd set say. up as these kind of like very opinionated characters in different areas. I'm thinking of Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they think of – what they believe in in the early seasons of Sex and the City is now what a moderate girl thinks right. in terms of like feminism. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, like, it's, it's they're, they're not they're, that exciting anymore. It's like pretty standard, their yeah, opinions, yeah. you know. It's it, they're, both, they're both seen as the outspoken ones. But, they're, but now it's like, ah, oh, that's just normal. That's just what that's we think these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you good. Know. It shows that we've moved as a society. Yeah, it is. It is really do you, do you think these both of these shows, they're sort of – I don't think they sort out to be necessarily super femi- feminist, but they have been axed by feminists as not being feminist. Has girls though? Yeah, even girls. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Lena Dunham. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that time where she said she wished she'd had an abortion so that she could relate to people who've had. 
that's an interesting question. I so for you, like just you personally, like do do you think of these shows as feminist shows? Like 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 Tom's just given the example. Obviously, Second City has moved moved stuff, or you've given the example moved general sort of opinion forward. Absolutely, because it's yeah. – it's well, here's the thing. It's like I don't think – more so Sex in the City because I think Lena Dunham is – she is a feminist and, mm. and although you may not – we may not always agree with her way of doing things, she is still – her intention is to actively seek to, you know – and so that's like level the playing field, so mm. to speak. And and so that's an, kind of another thing. But Sex in the City, I think it is without intending to be because at the end of the day it's presenting women as – even in a glamorized world, somewhat complex, yes. more so in the early seasons well, than the later seasons, mm. and 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 sexual humans who are full and have opinions and lives sure. and yeah, and yeah, are yeah. capable and are yeah. strong and powerful, and that in itself, especially for the nineties, eighties, I can't yes. remember when it yeah. came 90s, out. Nineties, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, mobile phones just start happening. In <laughs> itself, is because a lot of the show could be resolved in mobile. Phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love that Carrie's like a technophobe. Like she like sure. avoids it. Like nobody's. Yeah. She's just typing away on her laptop every. Yeah, but she can't use emails. Oh, right. Who can't use emails? No, my mother can use emails. So can my mum. I know. I get them sometimes. Mums are great. They are. I, I, on Look, your we're not here to argue if mums are great or not. <laughs> we, guys, they are. The takeaway from t- today's episode is mums <laughs> are great. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, um, no, but I, on, on the note, we were just talking on uh, about Sex and City being being a feminist show or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I would absolutely say it definitely is purely because it put four women in the forefront of people's Mm -hmm. minds. It was a show Mm -hmm. where the leading four characters were all women. And it was made for, even though, you know, Darren Star, the creator's man, it was very much made for women's consumption. Correct. It was was a show made for women with strong women in the roles. Mm -hmm. You look at at the actresses themselves, Mm -hmm. the actresses, the actresses (laughs) themselves who play these roles. They're, They're all brilliant actors who've had, Quite successful, successful careers. They've yeah. had sexual careers. Hey, that's uh, successful in the city. Hey, now, can we put Fergie's song on? No, no, no. Um, but yeah, it's no, we can't, Kath. <laughs> never <laughs> again. But they've they've had on quite big careers and have kind of been yeah. staples of that because of this show. Maybe for sure, I think so. Yeah. And again, like Massive. even just having those four female characters, you you have to tell female stories. Would so you, like straight yes. away, although it's the criticism. Being of Sex and the City is that that it is you know it is at its heart a story about women f- finding love, finding love. But also, see, that's what I love about the end of the show. Although mm. you know, and and also the end of the film is that I think she says that through it all we always have our girlfriends. And mm. it, it, I think that the love, it is a kind of half of it is about finding love with with men essentially. But the other half is that you know that it's this optimistic guide to friendship. Optimist, I can't. Fucking say that word, guide to friendship, and that is like happy people, <laughs> glass half full guide, people, glass half full people's guide to friendships is that through it all, like if you can get together with your girlfriends, you can it, it will pull you through yeah. the hard times, and that's a beautiful message. Yeah, no, I think I where agree. girls is very much a either a pessimist Sometimes or a stark realist, and yeah. it's at its heart, it's saying we have these relationships and they're not forever, yeah. and they maybe shouldn't be forever. Do you and know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. they're not good, and sometimes yeah, they're toxic. We're yeah. shit to each other. Yes. You know what I mean? Which is the exact opposite of sex. Which is great because, like we said, for Sex and the City, one of the things they did have their friendships were grounded. Like they had them, and solid even as when anything. they had fights, you know, they. I like, the whole had, episodes where like Miranda isn't speaking to Charlotte because Charlotte's mm. like dating. 
like a dodgy person. And she's like, you should not be doing that, Charlotte. Yeah, but yeah. even that the I like the day. is that, that, yeah, when they think a guy is wrong for the for the girl, which happens a bit, like with Kerry and the dude over at the French guy or whatever. The oh, Alexander Pachowski. Oh, my God, he's such a wanker. Oh, I love him. No. He's like my favourite. Exactly. I'm like, and when she went back with big guys, like, That scene no. in the art Alexander gallery Pachowski. where he just leaves her by it, like, fuck yeah. you, Alexander. I never cared for Kerry until that moment. Yeah, Burger's the worst. Fucking post-it. Anyway, uh, I no, I leave. agree. The post-it, That's the post-it what I was, was I was terrible. literally going to leave post-its on the microphone as a little Ooh, nod to okay. Burger, but I, I didn't. You, did, you were also going to organize <laughs> Cosmos. Gonna, You've done yeah. nothing. I was going to wear Dolce & Gabbana. I mean, like, uh, I had pearls. Tom and I are drinking beers right now, which is, <laughs> isn't exactly Can Sex I say, in the City Do you know what I love? I love that for your pitch on Sex in the City, you've got Damo and I, <laughs> and we're like all about it. Because- We've watched it, and the excuse we'll both use is that, oh, we're in long-term relationships and mm. our girlfriends watched it, but, um, like, fucking love that shit. No, no. Ah. The girlfriend would leave and I would quickly smash <laughs> through a season. <laughs> just, no, no. just keep watching. My, my girlfriend was overseas for a better part of two years, yeah. and I still managed to watch, like, a yes. whole lot of it. No, it's, it's, it's a, a guilty cool pleasure show. show for me. And that's, what, that's actually what I like that's about it, is as much as it's, yeah, it's a show made, for women, uh, made by women for women, but of course, they're just good stories. At the end of the day, good characters and good stories. So there's no well, reason. I mean, I remember dudes like us wouldn't love it. Well, yeah, I remember having a teacher <laughs> like in. Us, um, yeah, man. Thanks yeah. for making me feel masculine again. I mean, we've got beards. Uh, that's something, right? Beards, beanies, drinking beers. Yeah, I'm a bloke. <laughs> there we go. Three bees. Three bees. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a teacher in. I had a screenwriter teacher that said you just like can't argue with success and like Sex and the City was a very popular yeah. show. So, you know. It like basically made HBO. It did. People yeah. responded to it for, for whatever reason. Yeah. You know. and, and, and no disrespect to girls, but it's just not, I just couldn't, I can't do it. I yeah. just get so angry and I agree. tired well, that's, at everyone. That's, that's the thing is they're not the same no, show. And no, the no, comparison no, no. in itself is you're kind very of right. like. They're an, they're an antithesis. A little bit insane. But yeah, yeah but then. Yes. But they're, they're actually. Girls is the natural successor mm. to Sex and the City for this generation. Yes, for sure. Undoubtedly. Because we watch Sex and the City and go, oh, wouldn't it be good? But also go, oh, it's so, so jaded. Do you know I what's everything. funny? I read the most yeah. interesting article about how James Bond has reflected the the sort of social times, mm. so to speak. How, you know, he's the, the Daniel Craig has been like a grittier, more realistic version. And then the Pierce Brosnan was kind of a little bit more of the sexy, glamorized yeah. version. Yeah. And I guess you could make the same comparison with Sex and the City and Girls. Sure. That when Sex and the City came out, we needed to represent the female experience in a way mm. that was like a kind of a a sparkly package. Exactly, yeah. And then girls is like, no, we want to start addressing. And, and then I think we could go a, a step further again, mm. like we're introducing diversity and, and, yeah, I think you could even – I think well, get, still, we still got, sure. we're going to have a next version of four girls, the Agreed. female experience, Agreed. and that's in itself is going to be something completely new. Yeah. Do, you know what, do you know what it is? We've already got it. What is it? It's uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> oh. no, hang on, hang on. Bear with but me here. Bear with me here. No, no, Kimmy Schmidt. Jacqueline. I'm already nodding. I haven't watched uh, the The show. Landlord. Titus. There are your four girls. There are your One of them girls. is a gay man. Yeah. And one of them's what, 60? One of them's 60 and insane. One of them's a mole person and one of them's Native American. <laughs> yeah. She's Well, she's not, but she's, she is. She's In the show, today. she's yeah, yeah. a blonde, blue-eyed Native American. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's really great. Anyway, but there you go. Um, that's the natural successor. Um, so. Well, I, well, I, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys which character, mm. which so which one are you? I was sort of thinking, is it a bit sexist to compare you, you the shows? First. And I'm you like, but which no, one no, are no, you? Let's do it. I'm, I'm um, gonna throw these out there. This is like this is you, like the house, houses of um, Hogwarts. You've got to you know who do you are for who you think we would. Yeah. Be. Oh yeah. Okay. But do and I pick from girls or do you pick from Sex and City or do both? Sex, do both. Yeah. But st- like, do a Sex and City and do girls. And okay. I'll just be angry whoever you pick for girls because I don't like any of them. Okay. Well, 
Us. Except Adam Driver. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, yeah. I love Adam Driver. Um, well, okay, for me, I'll do myself first, I guess. Um, mm. Definitely out of both shows, I although there is certainly some Shoshana-like characteristics, um, I in terms of kind of, I identify with Jess's struggles mm-hmm. more so than any of the other characters. Sure, also, sure. I just, I love her. I love Jemima Kirk. I, I think she's, yeah. I don't know. I know that a lot of people have criticized Jess's character for being kind of unrealistic, but she's not. Like, do you remember that episode where she goes back home and she sees her dad? And and she has is this, that in and Ben Mendelsohn. It's in the second yeah, season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, and you just realize that she just has never been grounded in her life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I definitely would like see myself as a yes. Jessa in in spirit, maybe not necessarily in in every way. Mm. But then I'm like somewhere between a Miranda and a Samantha in Sex and okay. the City. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Damien, mm. I'm sorry, but you were such a Charlotte. Oh. <laughs> I knew, I, I knew internally I was. I knew internally I was. Oh. I, I, you are, like, you're not, you're like, not prudish like her. You're more open-minded. No, I'm not prudish. But because I've read your that. your articles that you beautiful things that you write to Holly. Yes. So Holly that's where Holly, yeah. that's where I'm getting the Charlotte from. But then the stuff, constant yeah, yeah. references to butt touching, which I love. Don't mm. get me wrong. Okay. Bit of Samantha. You know what I'm saying? So you're Charlotte with a dash of Samantha. <laughs> you're Charlotte, Charlotte with like, like, like a yeah. so yeah, I, I, I knew, I definitely knew that there was Charlotte in there. <laughs> I was like, look, I want to say like 60% Charlotte, but I know it's probably more like 80%. Like it's a strong <laughs> vibe. And then I, I think she I don't really know who the other, the other you know, part of me was. She's a sweetheart. I know. And I, I, am. I, I there's a bit of romance in me for sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well played. And girls? Mm. Um, I'm too nice for girls. Money. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would never call oh, anyone a money. That's so mean. I don't know. Adam you probably. Yeah. <laughs> Which is all Adam Driver. I don't know. A little bit of Shosh, maybe. Not okay, really. I don't, just because she's. Bit of the Shosh. She's. She, okay. Th- this you are a positive force in the world, Damien, and so is Shoshana. I feel mostly. like Shoshana okay, is good. exactly what you see is what you get. She's mm. very forefront with her thoughts, and I would. Put you in that same category. Yeah, that there's that, no that's good. My mask is working. There's, you, you don't see the darkness. Good, the good, good, good. So no, no, we do see the darkness. That's what we're saying. Is <laughs> okay, what we yeah, see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we know just how terrible. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Okay, Tom. Ooh, ooh, oh, do me. Uh, sex and City is hard for you because you're not really. You can, you can split it. Mike, you split yourself. Yeah, I'd probably Give do the like same a, split. Um, well, you're not really a Miranda. I guess Samantha, but then I don't. Yeah, I don't really. See, the thing about Samantha is though, it's mm. like you go, "I'm a Samantha." That doesn't mean that I'm like promiscuous. Uh, yes. Promiscuous. No. It's just that I'm you're she's confident, spoken, and, and confident. flamboyant. Yeah, confident yeah. knows what she. Yeah, knows what she wants. Doesn't yes. doesn't subscribe to society's like ideas of how someone should behave or what someone should want. Most importantly, mm. because she rejects. Because, well, she just knows herself love. so well that it doesn't matter what society says. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I know what makes me happy. I don't care that this isn't what women are Tom's, supposed Tom's, to want necessarily. I'm, I'm like this. Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, you're a hard one. I would probably like the default is to call someone a Carrie, but I would never call you a Carrie because I don't want. Do that. you know what? The fact that I got angry about Carrie probably says that I'm a little bit of a yeah, Carrie. A bit of a Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I have. I didn't reject the nickname Handsome Tom when it was given to me. I'm a little bit of an. <laughs> Assist, apparently. Yeah. I think for girls, I think you're a bit Yeah, you're a Carrie. Possibly a bit of Jessup. Okay. Maybe a Jessup Shosh like me. Like chatty like Shosh. shosh okay. Yeah, I don't shut up. No, not like not no, as bad as her. I wouldn't, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to do. It's hard to look at what, yourself. Am I right? Like Where would you guys put yourselves? Yeah, like like I said, for me, for like, I don't really know girls as much, so I'm not really even going to tread on that one. But for Sex in the City, I definitely knew, yeah, Heavily Charlotte and then... 
I didn't know for the other part. Samantha, I'll take that. I like that. Just like a sprinkle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it in there. Like a little bit of like a twist. Let it come out. I always liked, I, my thing was always like, I guess I'm a Samantha, but not in the promiscuous side, but just in the fact that I'm confident and like, I can just walk in the room and be like, ah, oh, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. Um, that's how I got my job. <laughs> You're like, yeah. the, you channeled Samantha yeah. and you walked straight in. I walked straight in. in and just like gave a guy a lap dance and I got the job. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's not how it happened. But yeah. I wore my best red dress. Aww. Love you, mum. And wear your best red does. dress. These are the lessons today. But she's got a lot of heart. She does. That's that's it. Well, she. Samantha's I think no. She's she's she she is an unrealistic character. If you like, you know, if you accuse of Jessa of being unrealistic, Samantha is her. her All four of them are very unrealistic. much unrealistic Sex counterpart. The They're quite Miranda. One dimension. Like oh, Miranda, like two- she is the best character in Sex and the she, City. Yes. So before I came tonight, uh, my girlfriend sent me a message, and she's like. Uh, when you go, just this, this is this is your guide for the show, and just sent me that like a photo of like Miranda in that like weird hat when she goes to the park in that <laughs> yeah. like bucket hat. Yes, I know. And overalls. I know exactly. <gasps> just she's like, yeah. she's great. This should be your spirit animal for the show. Oh so. my god, Miranda is the best. I might one of my favorite. Parts of the whole show is it's in season two, I believe, when they're all sitting at the table talking about big. And Miranda's like trying to talk to everyone. She's got this great new phone, and I think it's like a BlackBerry. It's it's hilariously <laughs> outdated. But she's like, she's like, oh, it really helping me with work. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna talk about big now. Mm. And she gets shitty at them. And she's like, we always fucking talk about yeah, men. Yeah. Like, like we're four successful women. Like we're amazing. She's a hot shot yeah. lawyer. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's yeah. amazing. And it was. And then good. she's like basically becomes single mom. You know, yep. she, as much as Steve's still there, but <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> in the movie when Steve has an affair, <laughs> yeah. that was completely out of character yeah. um it was i mm, okay yeah do but we agree on that yes it, it wasn't i don't think it was presented very well but i don't i believed it because you know i think it's the natural progression of two people who together a long time that shit does kind of happen do you know what i mean so demo i know mm. you just recently got engaged oh, no no, no that's not what i'm saying <laughs> i just mean like you know i kind of think like miranda's character she's 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 this amazing lawyer she's then becomes a mother and she's and she has obviously maintains her relationships with her friends mm. very much so she doesn't you know how does the fuck does she do it all of course she lets something in her life slip like mm. women can't physically Juggle all those things at once, well, and so that's, that's why I'm like, well, yeah, maybe she didn't pay enough, and, well, not to yeah. blame her, but you know what I mean. Maybe there no, was no, something missing in that yeah. relationship, and that's something I quite like about that show. It's like the whole show is obviously about how do you have it all, how do you mm-hmm. get all the different parts, and arguably, it's not actually possible. No, it's not. So well, between and the four that's of them, so though, they all have it all. But exactly right. That's what yeah. I really like about the show is that it actually in girls, no one has really anything. No one has anything. They're lucky to have half a thing. Yeah. Anyway, so we've talked about how different the two shows are. So I'm. Very excited to yeah, see how you are going to bring on uh, bring on the uh, the girls Sex in the City oh, crossover cross- pitch yes. fix. By the yeah. way, guys, just a heads up. I'm going to call her Carrie accidentally because I do that constantly, I do but that I'm actively time. trying to call her Carrie. I okay. apologize. Anytime you do it, I'm going to make a goose honking noise. But if, like, it bo- <laughs> if it bothers you, then you need to reevaluate problems in your life because it's not that big a problem. We live very blessed lives. If it bothers you, you're definitely a Carrie or a Marnie. Yeah, you're such a Marnie. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, you're Armani. So we start with the exact same opening of the film because, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you both remember, that the opening film starts with... Are we about to get popping? Are we popping? And Carrie's voiceover and she's walking down and she's wearing, she's wearing that fabulous white dress. Okay, so we start with a super frothy opening of the film, which is exciting. I love a frothy opening. Including, I've actually (laughs) written down the popping Fergie remix of the Sex and the City theme. Super fun, super light. 
Except there's one change that I made to the opening. Miranda needed to keep dressing like Miranda in season one, two, three, early yep. seasons because she dressed like a working woman and then somehow she turned into this ridiculous... And mm. I get the feeling, I've watched interviews with Cynthia Nixon, I get the feeling that Cynthia Nixon didn't like it either and sure. she tried to fight for Miranda to look like someone who Miranda is. Yeah, um, not a bucket hat wearing overall. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, she wears like business suits and, yeah. and she wears flats and she's like, she's like I'm fucking doing shit, yeah. you know? And I always... Do you think it was a, oh, she's a mum, she's got to dress like a mum now or something well, I, like No, because no, now in the Sex and City thing, she's wearing like stilettos. Oh, the floor, and, yeah, like, okay, I'm not saying yeah. make just her look nines, yeah. like bad. I'm just saying make her look practical because the other women and all had... business Miranda would never wear and she, stilettos. And she is so practical. Yeah. Like that's who she's she is. She's a practical fucking yeah. person. No, I agree with that. And, and the other women kind of had reasons to dress ridiculously yeah. and so that was fine. But Miranda always, I liked her in the opening season because she would, and she would be like on the phone. You know, when they walked on the street, she'd be like on the phone because mm. she had a job. Like, yeah, she, she was, was a yeah, really yeah. good lawyer. She, yeah, it's a fucking hard job. So, anyway, I wanted that. I wanted it to start frothy and light, but can we have Miranda back to early Miranda, please? Because she sure. was the best. Okay. This is for anyone who's listening who doesn't know the shows. I'm just going to give you a really quick rundown. Carrie is a New York columnist, sex columnist, turned into a novelist. And she's dating a man named Mr. Big. And then we've got Charlotte, who is an Upper East Side princess. She She's Jackie Kennedy. She's Jackie mm. Kennedy. Yeah. She, she believes be, in she wants to be Jackie Kennedy. I think Kennedy. in the movie they describe her she believes in true love or, or romantic love. Yeah. And she's a she's she's a darling, she's a sweetheart, and but she's very traditional. And she also, in the early seasons, she used to run galleries. So I've kept that as her job because cool. yeah, there's good. no reason why she should stop working. No. And I so I just like art galleries. So I thought it was cool to keep her doing that. Throw it in. We've got Miranda. She's a lawyer, a mother, and the closest thing to the realistic character in this crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, She's the closest thing to a Very character that could exist in the girls' universe. Yeah, I think okay. that's yeah, important good, to know. Good, ah, is she going to be your bridge? Uh, she should have been is what you said. Yeah, that's a really great <laughs> idea. <laughs> nah, yeah, she's, uh, she's the best character in the whole thing. And then we've got Samantha. She works in PR and she has a, a, a passion for wild sex. Her love is, is sex. She doesn't necessarily attach herself to one man, but she attaches herself to finding like these kind of fun sexual experiences. She does though to the Smith? She does to Smith mm. in the film. In my version, that's done already well, we'll see. come and gone. We'll see. Okay. okay. She's back yeah. to being Smith. Because she, she leaves him in the first film. And mm. Yeah, she does have a relationship with Smith and she has another a relationship with a, another guy. Um, so I, I'm kind of retelling that story. Okay. With that other guy. Because that was I thought that was an interesting plot line for her. Um so it's four girls gathering at Carrie's apartment to pack it up because in the movie we're starting with her, she's decided to move in with Big. Much to Miranda's dismay, because Miranda is hassling Carrie to be smart, because, you know, the fact of the matter is, and she talks about this in the film, that women who give up their lives to be in, an, in a relationship with a man who's earning all the money or the, the larger sum of money and, and unmarried, they just, they, they're vulnerable, you know? And Miranda, you know, she's a realist. She's like, you've got to be smart, Carrie. Yeah. This is similar to the You've film. broken up with this guy like eight times. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, you're, you're giving up your apartment. Like, you know, what happens if something, you know, she's, and, mm. and, Carrie, just like in the film, is kind of like, it's, uh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, it's all good. She's kind of brushing it under the carpet mm. a little bit. And so they decide to give up on moving because moving's fucking hard and they decide to go to this auction. Now, this auction's in the actual film where the auction of an ex-mistress who is selling her all the jewellery her billionaire ex-boyfriend ever gave to her. It's here in the foyer that the four girls walk in and they, as and oh, so they walk in and they stop at this jewellery and it's beautiful and it's glamorous and it's all a little bit scandalous mm. and fun. 
and they dissipate into the crowd and we pull out and we see Hannah Horvatz standing at the bar asking if they have juice with pulp to add to her Chardonnay and she's next to a fizzing Shoshana who looks like she's robbed an Eastern European princess. She's wearing that much like costume <laughs> nice. jewelry. Good. Nice, nice, yes, nice. Well That's a great description. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I love Shoshana yes. so much. So, and what we do is we kind of pull out and the, the girls walk by, they don't they don't know Hannah and, and Shoshana we, and mm-hmm. we move into these two characters but as we kind of cut to them, the room changes. Now, have you guys ever seen the show The Affair? Yes. No, so it's like You're going to do The Affair. Kind of, yeah. I'm You're going to show me, for those of you who haven't seen The Affair, you get the same story told from two different narratives and there's Ooh. subtle differences in the two. And there are subtle differences. so good. Ooh, and that's so we've, we've now, once we cut round to see their faces, we're now in the girls' yeah. version. Of the um right. of the auction. the auction, and so they go, and as it's they're a talking, bit shit, isn't they it? pass like the same ring we saw in the last shot. And when the first, the, in the, when when the Sex and City girls stopped and paused and looked at the ring, and the ring's gorgeous and glamorous and beautiful, hmm. but when Hannah and Shoshana look at it, it's a little bit garish, and the lighting's just a little bit more kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, nice. And the women who were once, you know, kind of beautiful and and a little bit light, now they're kind of a little bit um, entitled and a bit kind of scary. Well, yeah, scary, mm. and just kind of like, what are you doing? Like picking the carcass of this relationship right. just like a, it's all just a bit grungier and it's just a bit yuckier so and so we so we because we read yeah they go past the same bits that the sex and city girls do and so we get mm-hmm. this other perspective of Great. it and even though it's the same place it's kind of just like the affair did it's like well these are two very different perspectives and the truth is somewhere in the middle mm. which i think is important to note so Shoshana has dragged uh, Hannah here under the pretense that the scandal of it all is excellent writing material, but Hannah just kind of feels out of place and judged, and Shoshana is very quick to to leave her and dart off having seen a woman who she believes to be a girl she recognises on a sugar baby documentary. So Shoshana <laughs> goes to do what Shoshana does. Awesome. Hannah mopes around the jewelry until she bumps into a character that's in the film who should have her own fucking show because she was such a great little sass pot. The woman in the bathroom that is the friend of the mistress. Do you remember that fucking character? She was never has like a two-line character had <laughs> such an effect on me. I'm like, what is your deal? Because I like you. <laughs> Can her show be called The Sasspot? <laughs> the Sasspot. <laughs> I sound like Bigfoot yeah. that walks around just being like, mm-mm. mm-mm. No, you don't. You're not taking photos of me in the woods. So, <laughs> <laughs> So Hannah runs into this character just because she is great. And doing what Hannah does best, she kind of puts her foot in it and not realising that this woman is friends with the, the the woman who's selling the jewelry. And Hannah jokes that if she were dating a rich older man, she'd scarcely need a she'd scarcely need jewelry, rather uh, would prefer a voucher for an STI clinic or a $10,000 Starbucks gift card to pay herself in enough sugary drinks, to ply herself with enough sugary drinks to forget that she's basically a prostitute with a jeweler as a middleman. Oh. <laughs> Not nice. my opinion for the record, yeah. just an opinion. Unsurprisingly, the friend is offended, but this sasspot, I've written sasspot. This, no, I've written, but this sasspot of a character who needs her <laughs> own spin-off show makes the argument that women have more expensive lifestyles as mandated by society and the gender pay gap is very real and that these relationships, sugar daddies or, or just well-adored mm. mistresses are an attempt to level the playing field and what has and and she but then she turns it on hand and she goes well what have you actually fucking achieved in striving for equality now this is a stretch can I point out to defend the behaviour but it is still again like That's I said it. an it argument point of view, yeah. she's like what have you actually done because she believes she kind of accuses Hannah's ranting as being yelled into a void because her complete lack of tact renders her intentions useless mm-hmm. yeah that's the most accurate description of that character yeah. I've ever yeah. heard yeah it's, and it's, I think it is a good point to kind of talk about well you know 
being a little bit kind of high and mighty about things, and I think this could be applied to fucking money, you know, is great, but it's like, well, what does it actually achieve? What do, where does it actually get you, you know? And I think that's something to think about. Um, we leave Hannah startled at her rather blunt reading and her mind is kind of, you can see cogs turning. She's like, well, shit, you know, okay, that's something to think about. Hmm. We return to the Sex and City Girls at the auction. Carrie, Charlotte, and Samantha natter on about big and Samantha's latest escapade. We see Miranda start to withdraw slightly. Something's on her mind, but she seems to be trying to fight it. Okay. Later that night, Carrie and Big eat takeout. Oh, in the film, they're cooking. And I was Mm. like, what? (laughs) Carrie doesn't cook. They've literally never cooked once in six seasons. Yeah, Carrie's whole thing is she doesn't know how to use her oven. Like I was like, no, 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 they're eating takeout. And it's the same proposal because I actually loved that proposal. Just like in the film, Carrie's admitting that the uncertainty of the relationship is actually starting to bother her a little bit in mm. terms of like not being married, having no yep. legal rights, and Big just proposes, just like in the film, and he just says if it would make if it would make you feel better. I love this line in the movie, and I wanted to keep it in. Carrie says, well, "Do you want to get married?" And Big says, really matter of factly, "I want you." And he repeats it later on, and I mm. really like that because yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. big, you know. Like he- that that is his worldview. Yeah, it's it's not so much about the the institute of marriage. He just wants her. Yeah, it's he's like, I, yeah, beautiful. I just yeah. want you, you know. And it's beautiful. I really like that moment. And uh, and it's elegant and unplanned, just like Carrie and Big. Oh, important to yeah. note. Yeah. Okay, the next day, Carrie tells the girls at lunch. Samantha and Carrie had that same beautiful dialogue in the film about marriage being like Botox, painful and unnecessary. Midway through brunch, however, the girls get distracted as they are watching the bartender and the waitress shamelessly flirt and begin taking kind of bets as onto the nature of that relationship. When the waitress turns around, it is revealed to be none other than Miss Marnie Markles. Oh, Is that her surname? I'm pretty sure it's Michaels. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Maybe wow. I just made that up. But like Hannah's, Hannah's Hannah three H's as well. Hannah Hannah's Hall. middle name starts with What's her H. middle name? I can't remember now, but I know. Like, Heather. Hannah Horatio, Heather. Harriet? <laughs> Could be. I just remember there was three H's. I'm like, that's a bit odd. She's Triple H. She's a wrestler. She's Triple H. Continue. <laughs> Oh, okay. Marnie comes to refill their water, perky and overly confident as Marnie is, and the girls can't resist to get the details. And they kind of forge a little bit of like a little companionship cool. with, with Marnie. Like, there's like a little some banter there. They decide that this is going to be their new place because it comes with great food and it comes with a show from Marnie because hmm. they watch her kind of flirt with dudes and that's great. Carrie, Charlotte plan the wedding and she shows them the fabulous op shop dress for their intimate wedding of 75 they are, as they in the film, appalled. But it's important to note that Carrie starts off wanting this little, it's about the love. Mm-hmm. Carrie's engagement hits the social pages and she, like in the film, is offered the photo shoot and a magazine article. But this time it's not for Vogue but for a New York-based social website. Carrie says yes for the for the fashion, for the dresses. But before she leaves, she asks the editor, who will be writing this article? We wait. She replies, Hannah Horvatz. She's great. You're going to love her. <laughs> cut, smash yeah, cut. To the two same. writers are together. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Not yet, though. Smash cut to the same woman saying, Carrie Bradshaw, she's great, you're going to love her. On the other side nice. of the table sits in a much darker seemingly and sort of a grungier seemingly room because it's the, you know, the girls the take girls on the version. same yeah, yeah, on the yeah. same office. So it sits Hannah. She sort of nods slowly taking it in. The editor tosses her one of Carrie's books on the table. It's Hannah's job to read up on her subject before the interview. So she goes home and later that night Hannah reads passages to Jessa while Jessa's in the bath. I it's kind of a weird to note, but I just like I love that girls they have so much conversation in the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always like that detail about mm-hmm. girls because it's kind of true. Like that is kind of what where people hang out weirdly. Or sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. That's where Damon and I meet. 
<laughs> we often just hang out. Yeah, we're just like, hey, I'm going to have a shower. Do you want to pitch me your film idea, Damo? Like, yeah, I'm well, in. Yeah. Just like, but I never have like a short bath. I have like hours of bath. So mm. if I don't like have conversations and I've just like lost a huge part of my day. <laughs> right. I don't. You're like, yeah, you've, yeah, I've got bubbles, but I want conversation and bubbles. There's nothing better than a bath chat. Like, mm, see, I have better. a thing about baths. What's After a thing? while, it's just it's just me. Like, it's just I've just filthed into the bath. <laughs> oh my God. My, not, not, that sounds like I've shit myself in the bath. <laughs> like, what I mean <laughs> is, <laughs> what I mean is, like, after a while, it's just like. My molecules. Yeah, but you don't have to drink the water. You <laughs> no, just but, no, but then, I'm, then I'm just lounging in myself. But you already were lounging in yourself <laughs> yeah, before. You're constantly yeah, but, but now there's some water to dilute bit, it. But the bit, but you can see it. Yeah, I can see it. The sed- the water has washed off the sediment. Right. So in the shower, the sediment of me just, just goes down the Because then you can't yeah. see it because it's all frothy. Mm. Like the Pop and, and Fergie like remix. Beard, no, so. not like the Pop. Fucking hell, Kath. Stop bringing it back in. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Kath. It's not going to happen. Fergie was already happening before. For me, okay. I no. can. I'm not responsible for Fergie, although I wish I was, because she's great. <laughs> what am I saying? Bath chats. She's having bath chats with, with Jessa. Okay, Hannah's reading this book, one of Carrie's book, and she's surprised and curious about Carrie's writing. On the one hand, Carrie's so flippant with money and she describes her wardrobe as an impossible dreamland of unobtainable clothes, but her stories of sex. Hannah is surprised that a non-millennial could be so open and unashamed about their sexual endeavours and sexual missteps, which Hannah loves. Hannah loves embarrassing Mm. stories and Carrie's got her own. And so Hannah's like, ooh, okay, I like this. Hannah is impressed, but as she reads on, she starts to get the kind of feelings of insecurity. For someone who believes uh, herself open-minded, it feels like her sex life is relatively tame in comparison to the great Carrie Bradshaws. So she concocts a plan. Wait till she meets Samantha. (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Keep in mind, Carrie writes about her girlfriend's stories as well. So this is a collection of... Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she concocts a plan, a Julie and Julia-style plan... So, quickly, have you guys seen Julia and Julia? Or do you know the concept? I fucking love that movie. The cooking one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Julia Child's this um, French chef. I don't think she's French, but she does French cooking. Julia Child and this woman in New York called Julie attempts to cook every single one of the recipes in this big book. So, Mm -hmm. what Hannah does in Hannah's Julia and Julia of Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) This is great. A Julie and Julia style plan of attempting the sex, sexual escapades of Carrie and her girlfriends before she interviews Carrie Bradshaw. So she tries to go through and do them all. Outstanding. Yep. Yeah, well done. Well, Thank that's, you. That's good. Is she blogging about them? I refer to Julie and Julia more than anyone should. So I it genu- felt good to have. I like, genuinely love that movie. I'm not even joking. You. That's like. Probably in one of my top ten. Like, uh, of course yeah. it is. It's heartwarming about that food and it's a, yeah. It's but amazing. just like the concept of someone trying to do everything that someone else is so done. Great. I'm just like, yeah. I, I don't know. I love it. So she decides to start with. I don't know if you remember this episode, but she's starting with Samantha's attempt in vain to be with a wonderfully charming man with a small penis. Do you yes. guys remember that? And she's yeah, with yeah, him for yeah. ages. She even goes to a counselor mm. to like try and fix the relationship, which yeah. is very on Samantha like. Or is so, it very Samantha like? Because she knows what she wants and she wants him. Well, that's the thing. She mm. likes him, but yeah, normally she's quick to dismiss a man if sure. he in some way lets her down. But she likes this guy, so mm-hmm. she stays with him. But where to find such a man? You can't exactly go on around and just ask a guy if he has a small hey, penis. Hey, do you have a micro penis? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Although Hannah would. Hannah would. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jessa, Hannah, and now joined by Elijah, 
hit a dive bar and the answer is clear. They spot a small man who is wildly overcompensating. Big fancy watch talking about his cool as fuck car, talking big game and the dead giveaway, at least according to Elijah, small hands, tiny hands. So they don't know he has a small dick, but they're like pretty sure (laughs) he's acting like you would. He does. So Hannah, determined, goes over, does her uh, best to uh, attempt to pick up line. This guy is completely threatened by his her confidence because he's overcompensating and finds it a threat to his own confidence. And they talk and his insecurity materializes in this really competitive kind of thing that comes out between them. Mm. Hannah, competitive herself at times, arcs up back at him and it the situation devolves into a series of challenges, you know, them being like, well, I'm going to do this and competing with each other. And mm. it culminates with Hannah throwing a dart while downing a drink in the other hand at a dartboard that he's holding on top of his head and it goes right into his eye. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We are not in the frothy world of things. <laughs> no. no, we're not. Put down your cocktails. We're in Brooklyn. Um, later as Hannah waits in the hospital, his eye's fine. I'm not that mean. Okay. No, nah, fuck so it. He loses the eye. He loses, the eye. Right. He he loses both eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he's blind. Yeah, no, fuck it. I don't, I don't like this guy. Fuck him. Uh, Can he lose an ear? And yeah, that's pretty dramatic. He's like, brain, he's dead. <laughs> okay. Hannah okay. straight up so murdered him. I feel like that would be the end of Hannah's story, though, because now she's going to, to trial. But she's she has to hire a really good lawyer. Oh, oh, oh my God. Well, can we change this? That's a way better. <laughs> There's a trial, a law and order style trial. Oh. Anyway, so there's first not... Act, first act turn, Hannah kills somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Well, this is not... This is going to be disappointing in comparison to that <laughs> great idea. But they they sum up that little <laughs> escapade as she decides that her experience counts for the jewelry. She ticks okay. that box yep. because she definitely did fuck over a guy with a small dick. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah. Still, well, still still unknown, but it seems yeah. acted like he's I'd like to imagine there's a scene at the end of the credits and he's just really well hung. <laughs> he's huge. Yeah. Somewhere down in Brooklyn... Miranda and Steve, Steve's Miranda's husband, for those who don't know um, Miranda, um, are having their ill-fated marital sex that they have in the Sex and the City movie. Um, so Miranda's distanced during the sex and she asks Steve just to get, get it over with, which I'm not a dude, but I imagine is not great. That's probably about one of the worst things you could hear. Yeah. Right? That's such a sad well, thing probably to say. Well, there's probably worse things. Like, like, just like dad's like, name instead. Just, what? <laughs> okay. Fuck, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, man, I could have gone a dark place there. I'm glad I'm, I didn't keep going before okay. I do. Okay. All right. Um, uh, when he gets mad at her, she reminds him that sh- she is the primary breadwinner, so she's working hard and she's, mm. working, you know, she's working harder than him. She's the primary breadwinner. And this further emasculates the already wounded Steve. And so Steve, he storms out. And, and as he's sort of, you know, walking down the street angry, he gets clipped by a cab and then the cab driver's driving him to hospital. As he, so he's, as he drives him to the hospital, into the nearest hospital, Steve looks down at his phone and Miranda's calling him. She doesn't know he's been clipped by the cab. Mm. She's probably calling to apologise. Still furious, he rejects the call. Back in hospital, Steve's been patched up, but he's still feeling a bit sorry for himself, turns around a corner and runs into Jessa using lipstick to write obscene messages on a vending machine. I don't know. I, I couldn't quite think of what she was going to say. Something about mm. Jessa can sometimes, like, get on a high horse about stuff she doesn't really understand. So maybe something like calling, um, like, candy, because this is American, the pills of fascism or, or something like that. Mm. So she's 
you know, vandalizing. Hannah and Elijah are completely out asleep in the wedding room chairs behind us. Steve approaches her and compliments her on her takedown of the of the you know, big businesses, um, but buys some anyway. Jessica calls him a hypocrite, but there's a connection. Yeah, they're kind of like, okay, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, they a little bit of flirty flirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they like each other. Steve says, and Steve, Steve sometimes says stupid things and doesn't realize he's a puppy. He says innocuously that he's on his way out. He's planning on sleeping at the bar, at his bar. He has a bar in Brooklyn because it's really close to the hospital. Jess, bored out of her mind, invites herself. Jessa, sorry, bored out of her mind, invites herself along. They go to the bar, get blindingly drunk. Steve, now on a mix of pain medication and alcohol, tries to stop himself, but ultimately they end up sleeping with each other. And this is the affair yep. that Steve yeah, has. Yeah. So it's with so that's Jess good. No, you've given it much more grounded actual. We actually see it. We believe we it. Actually yeah, see we actually see it. it. And, and yeah. it's kind of, you know, you get kind of like it's it's a knee-jerk to this really horrible experience mm. that he had with Miranda. It's not like, you know, a couple of weeks later he cheats on her. It's like, no, no, no that was a fucking It's immediate. I've lost angry. my masculinity. I've got to get it back again. And also and he, and then immediately goes, that was not a good decision. Yeah, <laughs> and he's also on, not that it's an excuse, it's on, he's on pain medication. But it would you know, affect his yeah. decision. He's making. not thinking right. Yeah. And and Jessa is, you know, a very. Um, she's savvy. She's savvy and yeah. she's also, she's very kind of like, I don't want to use the word bossy because I, I hate that word. She's very like direct. She can boisterous. control a situation when she wants to because she's so seemingly confident mm. that you know she can really kind of intimidate and take control and kind of you know work it to her whatever yeah. she wants at this point. And so then we cut from that kind of devastating moment of Steve cheating on Miranda to Carrie's big photo shoot, which photo shoot which is in the film. Keeping the photo shoot. It's the glossy couture dream that it is in the film, mostly because I love that scene and I love the dress. But we get more dialogue this time. Instead of, you know, the girls actually are talking during this thing. Oh, they have that scene where they talk about, which is in the film but in a different context, where they talk about how much sex they have. And this is when Miranda's being like, oh, shit. I'm feeling a bit inferior, mm. insecure. And she starts to get cross with the group. She starts to get short with the group. And then she gets really cross. In this, like in season two, she's growing tired of the constant conversation centering around men. To keep the peace, Charlotte offers an alternative dialogue, which is unlike Charlotte, but, you know, she's a little bit more involved in this, in my version. Charlotte has taken, she's setting up a gallery and she's got this big launch happening, like this big fancy event coming up. And she's struggling to keep up with all the work. Samantha suggests to her to get an assistant. And that's the end of that scene. I don't have a good wrap up for it. But yeah, no, that's fine. And then we, you know, the story keeps going and we follow, we see more of Hannah's sexual Julia and Julia. Later in the week, Charlotte, holding a very classy welcome lotus flower, opens the door, the gallery doors for her new assistant, who is Shoshana. Oh, it's always going to be. It's always going to be Shosh. The women size each other up. Their style's completely different, but there's something in their overly eager to please smiles that they kind of, you're like, oh, maybe this could be something. (laughs) So beautiful. (laughs) As Shoshana's overwhelming personality starts to come out, the, come out, the cracks creep into the ever polite Charlotte's demeanor. Okay, so she doesn't like the enthusiasm. She's like, okay, yeah, she's just just cracks, nothing bad. Mm-hmm. But you can just see her being like, that's a lot of pep. Doing, yeah. that, doing that internalized panic that yeah. we know and like, love from uh-huh. Charlotte. Like, okay, fuck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's like, she's like, that's a lot of pep, and Charlotte's a lot of peps. But Shoshana's like, yeah, as as resident Charlotte. I'm on board. (laughs) (laughs) This is the resident Charlotte. Okay. We see, then we follow Samantha for a little bit and she's 
in this kind of little relationship with her version of her Mr. Big, and I forget the name of the character that it was in the show, but he was some really rich dude who had like a business and hired her uh, as a publicist. Yeah. Was he the guy that she tried to have the threesome with? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a retelling of that story, but but a little bit differently. Carrie's voiceover, because we've got to have some more of Carrie's voiceovers, mm-hmm. fills us in on this relationship. He wants an open relationship. Tick, Samantha's fine with that at this stage. Uh, he adores Samantha, Tick, and he has the tendencies of a man with a sexual addiction. Tick, Tick. He's perfect for Samantha. They drink and they laugh, but the night turns serious. He reveals to Samantha that he doesn't just want an open relationship, but he also wants a polyamorous relationship. It's the way of the millennials, he claims. Samantha is thrown, but propelled by her spirit of sexual adventure, she agrees. So the next day, the girls meet for brunch and they debrief. Charlotte refuses to acknowledge the struggles, her struggles with Shoshana wearing her optimism like a shield. She gives them one of those. They're like, oh, how's the new assistant? She's like, mm-hmm. She gives mm. them one of those. Yeah. You'd almost, you almost have to have her do that. Shoshana appears at brunch with like some jobs and then just takes off and they're all like, Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's the assistant. And she's like, shut up. She's really nice. Yeah. Miranda's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, she looks really nice. She's so <laughs> nice. Yeah. The conversation turns to Marnie, because remember Marnie's the waitress at their, their yeah. brunch place, as they watch the demise of her now fully realised relationship with the bartender. So there's heaps of tension between them. Marnie gives him a what every time he looks at her. Fucking Marnie. Fucking Marnie. She's such a bitch. I hate her. Carrie comments that she's glad she's past that stage in her life that because she, she's very settled with big. Cool. And Miranda's kind of like, she's a bit pessimistic from her situation with Steve. She's like, well, you know, you'd never say never. You know, you can think you've got the perfect relationship, but things can still go to shit. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of seeing like Carrie's oblivion, not oblivion, but she's a little bit kind of head in the clouds. And Miranda's like, really like, fuck, you know, I'm, she's struggling. Big and Carrie plan their wedding, and it's clear as the wedding get bigger, their attention to each other gets smaller, and we're getting warning bells here. They're forgetting what marriage is theoretically about. It should be about love, but mm-hmm. it's getting it's as it was in the film. It stopped from being this intimate thing. She got the big dress, so she wants to have this huge two hundred people wedding, and we're starting to see the cracks in that relationship now, good. just like we did in the film, which was I thought was really good because yeah. I thought there was that great line at the end where she's like, "I let the wedding get bigger than big," and I was like, "That's so true mm. of like so many weddings." Yeah, but especially when it's it's tail ended with big just saying, I just want you. Because he, he says it again yeah. later on. Exactly. He's like, I just want you. Yeah. Where, so she loses her way, but he's he's actually the good guy. He also, he, he does, he does f- fuck off at the altar, right? Yeah, but, it, yeah, but I think. Well, I don't know. This cast version. I, I, I'm not sure yet. I don't know what's going to happen. We what's happening? Yeah, anything yeah. could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah's a fucking murderer. <laughs> so he killed somebody. <laughs> I thought Steve was going to die as well. Like, she's just nailing people left <laughs> and right. Like, yeah, but I think it is important to note that that Big, his actions, although sh- shit, are like, there's kind of a bit of a reason there. You know what I mean? Like, this is a big problem. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, me- Samantha meets her Mr. I've called him in the, in my writing Samantha's Mr. Big. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Huge. Mr. Huge, yeah. And she's meeting the the girl that he's like kind of like kind of like this should be our polyamorous third third party member mm-hmm. of his oh, relationship. Yes, please. It's none other than Jessa. Oh, of course. Of course it is. I love Jessa. Jessa is curious about the proposal. She sees something in Samantha, a confidence that Jessa doesn't truly possess. Keep in mind there's a ten year age gap here. Mm-hmm. Samantha is the embodiment of what Jessa preaches. She embodies it with such a confidence that Jessa, who is He's actually underpinned with a niggling insecurity. She can't shake it. So, But then she sees Samantha and she's like, well, okay, she's actually, she's living this lifestyle that I'm, this unconventional play-by-your-own-rules kind of lifestyle. And she's yeah. like, yeah, okay, actually I'm into this, mostly for Samantha because she's like, this girl's cool. Okay. I want to kind of, you know, 
she wants to kind of, you know, use her as a mentor. So the three kind of start to enter into a polyamorous relationship. Everyone's having fun. But um, Jessa, you know, after a week of it, Jess is already like, oh, my gosh, everyone should be doing it. Talking about it like she really knows it, like Jessa yeah. always does. When in fact, she's been doing it for a week for fun. Yeah. You know just what I mean? It's down. like classic Jessa just they, being they like. had dinner. Uh, yeah. And she's just like, anyone's bits. And she's like, I can't even imagine being in a, you know, a regular relationship. Yeah. And you're like, okay, slow your roll, Jessa. Um, all right. Charlotte and Shoshana's working dynamic is really starting to strain. Shoshana, although never directly rude, has oppositional taste to Charlotte in all things in running this gallery or start launching this gallery. Charlotte's veneer of sweetness is truly tested, and for a few fleeting moments we see Charlotte start to lose it a little bit. Ever the professional, she always regains her f- composure, but each time she's like it's harder and harder for her to like yoga breathe through it all. Shoshana's just oblivious like the sun. Charlotte's just like, yeah. as she is. Yeah. Love her. She's great. Then Steve confesses to Miranda like he does in the film. Yep. And Miranda's like, fuck you, and leaves him like she does in the film. Hannah and Carrie. So their interviews throughout this thing has been kind of looming, but there's always been like Mm. too busy and they couldn't get it. And so even though we're so excited for this big moment, they have to do it on the phone. Uh, Just It's just, hey, that's life, guys. It's fucking life. (laughs) Do that. I'm walking out. <laughs> um, they have to do it on the phone. But this is a cool moment because we're going to have split screen of this phone conversation. Okay. And you know how I said that the two worlds often we see, you know, it's like a, it's the same city but told through very, very different lights. You'd think that these two apartments were in different countries. Mm. Like they're so – the lighting and the – even like I was thinking like Carrie could be – the way they film it could have like a still shot of Carrie and then maybe a nice like dolly, like smooth roll as mm. she moves around her apartment doing her Carrie mm. things, you know, pulling out shoes, whatever. But and Hannah's got like this shaky cam and it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's all fucked. Sometimes it's like on the floor and just showing her feet as she's looking for paper. She's probably on the toilet. Like she's probably on the toilet while she's having this interview <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And it's just like this really like, okay. On the okay. toilet, painting her nails. Com- <laughs> this yeah. is where you – and this conversation that they have, it's meant to kind of highlight – they're meant to be the embodiment of the two the two kind of – not the concepts but that, that um, sex in the city is an optimist's mm. view and girls is either a stark realist or yeah, a pessimist view. So yeah. you, Hannah's really nervous and she kind of, as she does, she nervously confides in Carrie before she's even started interviewing Carrie that about her Julia and Julia style experiment, which we've kind of seen intermittently mm. throughout the thing. Oh, so she she admits to this. Oh, my God. She's like, oh, my God, I've been so nervous. You know, she just talks without <laughs> thinking, oh, like yes. verbal vomit. Verbal vomit? Verbal diarrhea. Oh, okay. Well, you said it. No, no that's what it is. <laughs> I know. Carrie points out that these experiences by their intention make them inauthentic. And Hannah, kind of defensive, goes, well, that's actually true of every writer because, or at least most writers, because they all inherently are seeking life experiences for material to write, even when they're not actively doing it. They Mm. are, by being writers, it's going to be somewhere in their brain. So she's like, well, you're inauthentic. You know what I mean? Mm. And she gets a bit offended. And she believes Carrie, so she believes Carrie to be guilty of this. Also, Carrie denies it passionately because she's, you know, whatever. And it's clear to both of them that they actually don't get along, which isn't really a surprise. No, no. But no, no. Um, it's Two a surprise yeah. to them. They're both just like, heads. fuck you. You, you. Yeah, they don't agree. Yeah. Hannah is repelled by Carrie's uh, attempt to stick to a glamorized version of life and Carrie doesn't respond to Hannah's kind of edges and gruffness and self-deprecation. Mm. They're the embodiment of their respective series here. Neither will budge and we leave them at a gridlock. So now we follow along the Sex in the City film for a little while quite loyally because this is the sequence I told you about that was okay. It's great. Spellbinding. Is it is it I'll get to the sequence sequence but this chunk of the film I thought was really strong. Is it the wedding? 
Good. Um, Big and Carrie have their engagement party, which I thought was great. Um, we keep the great, hey, dickwad, I'm speaking line from Samantha. Mm-hmm. Jess is there as Samantha's day as well. So that's a bit of a shift. Um, yes, yeah. Miranda and Steve had their fight and Miranda tells Big, it's just crazy to be getting married. We have that moment, which I thought was felt really authentic and natural and, and it, it served a good kind of tension between her and Carrie because their relationship is, I don't know, I always thought they were the closest mm, in yeah. the show. And so it, yeah. it just has a bit of grit there, which doesn't always happen. I, I've just written a note here. Sex in the City is something I noticed when I was watching the film. One of the th- ways that I think Sex in the City makes w- what is an unrealistic world feel real, even mm-hmm. though it's not, is they have these little moments in it and they're so nothing, but they just I just realised it was great world building. In the um, engagement scene there's a moment and we cut to Carrie and she's like reacting to something someone said but in that same shot, the waiter offers her more wine and she just turns around and goes, oh, no, thank you. And it's yeah, like, why is yeah, that in okay. there? It, it yes. adds nothing to the story, but it's that kind of, <laughs> you see her being like, human, oh. yeah, that, that of, happens. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to point out that that's no, something no, no, that that's Sex and the good. City does that's really well. <laughs> Refuse waiters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then comes to the big day, and I'm keeping every glorious frame of the night before. Carrie talking big off the age, the dresses, mm-hmm. the fucking bird in her hair, and then when she gets there, you know, the phone, the flip phone, sliding out of her out of her hands and crashing on the floor oh, it's so as dramatic. she realizes <laughs> he isn't coming. The cars passing each other in the street. Big stopping and being like, what the fuck am I doing? And you're like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing, Big, you piece of shit? <laughs> he already regrets it. Carrie's smacking the shit out of Big in the street. Although, I don't know, can we make it more violent? Can we, like, you know, she kill smacks the shit dart. out of him with, with the roses? Bro- the bouquet, yeah. Yeah. yeah, can she, like, I don't know, because a brick handy? Like, can she really, like, she beat just the punch sh- him in the eye? Like, yeah, just I reckon, punch yeah, him. get, like, proper Still physical. Still in her. Oh, she takes get her Louis Vuitton oh, yeah. and beats him with the shoes. smacks him yeah, okay. around. But I love that she comes out and she's throwing it. And then my favourite bit of that whole scene is Charlotte's, no, no, when he tries to follow her. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. It's so good. It's the most, oh. it's the most that Charlotte's ever, like, done Yeah, she's, like, full, like, crazy tiger mum. She's amazing. And but then she like trots away because yeah. her dress is so restricting. I fucking love that whole sequence. I actually genuinely like as as like fun as it is. It's I thought it was really good, and I mm. thought it was fitting for you know Carrie and Big's ill fated wedding. Yeah. I thought it, I don't know. To I loved it. I wouldn't change and... a frame. I think they did it perfectly, and I wanted to keep the honeymoon as is as well because mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was good. I might cut the Charlotte thing because I don't like toilet humor. Where she shits herself. Yes, it it does feel out of place. Yeah, like it actually has no bearing on the story. Yeah. It's just a dumb joke. So, about but you have herself. to have something there to make Carrie laugh. I lo- I really liked in the honeymoon that we see time passing through Carrie's Mexicoma. How how she's like, you know, you see her open her eyes, she has a little bit, and then she goes back to sleep, and she, you know, and she's really struggling. And I don't know. I thought that was beautifully done. And you, I felt that time passing. Mm. Like, so do we have any any action from the girls no. characters? We have none of that. This is this is full. Yep. Sex in the City because cool. it is it's their movie fundamentally. Yeah, Marnie's probably working on the catering stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe Marnie went to Mexico with them. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Mm. Jessa, yeah, she around Samantha. Still? She's still for the day. No, nah, because it was very much like the girls going to rally behind Carrie. Oh, true. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good call. So no, they're off doing their thing. When they return, Steve makes his passionate plea for Miranda. Miranda's like, nah, not a chance. She's completely closed off. But then when they, you know, she's talking to the girls about it later. Miranda goes, well, Carrie, would you forgive Big? And Carrie reminds Miranda that Miranda has a child with Steve and that, you know, the rules are actually different. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not the same situation. Miranda confides that she's so busy at work that not having to worry about Steve 
she's like avoiding trying to forgive him because she's so busy at work. She's like, it's actually just like easier for me to not think about it. She's like, maybe I'd be happier. Maybe I wouldn't, you know, maybe I'd have clarity, but I'm so busy at work. You know, I've got other things I need to do. And Charlotte suggests in kind of a snide way, which again is out of character, mm. but you know, it's just trying to show that there's like cracks in this, this, this princess. Shoshana has broken she's, Charlotte. She's like, well, why don't you get an assistant? Cause it, fucking helped me so much but Miranda's like yeah actually that's not a bad idea and she watches Marnie because they're at their they're at mm. their place and Marnie's so like you know confident and carefree and and bubbly and nice and she's like okay that girl you know that girl seems to like be happy and that's what I'm looking for Miranda, in, Miranda. Oh, yeah. offers Miranda excuses herself and goes to Marnie and offers her a job as her assistant in her office now we see now we move on to Samantha and Jess's polygamous relationship but now this time because before it was all fun and Samantha style, we're seeing it through Jess's eyes. Mm. The guy in question actually looks different. I even thought about being different like, actor. he's cast by. Mm. You could go that far. You could make him a bit older, maybe in her eyes, or not yeah. as good yeah, looking. Yeah, possibly older. Looking, yeah. yeah, I've written. And you make Samantha look way more glamorous, though. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. But Samantha's already like max. Yeah, like, so like, I don't so know where you, you go. You crank her to 400. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She, she literally, literally has diamonds on her skin at all times. Yeah. Uh, well, I've just written here. That's a way better example. I've written that he looks different. His hair's longer and his face is a little unshaven. But, yeah, let's go further than that because now it's the girl's version of this same relationship. Instead of it all being about this, like, crazy, fun, wild sex, it, you know, it's a lot more of – Samantha leaving because Samantha's got a really full life and she's mm. actually not around that much. She uses them for what she needs and then she goes, goes and does her thing and that's great. But Jessa and the, the guy, her Mr. Huge, they're kind of uncertain what to do together without the vibrant glue of Samantha. So they start to talk. Jessa finds herself opening up to him and he to her and he reveals that growing up he had absent parents in a kind of unstable home but when they were around things were exciting and things were electric and, and it's clear to them that these two humans are attracted to Samantha's wild energy for a reason. Her inconsistent but always exciting love reminds them of what they knew when they were young. We accept the love we think we deserve and when she's and when she sees it in him, she's like, well, shit, dude, like that's why you like Samantha because she's around and she's not around and you're chasing that high, you're chasing that vibrant energy and you're also chasing someone who never really will commit to you, not fully, not in the I'll be there through everything kind of way. But when she recognizes it in him, she recognizes it in herself and so they're vulnerable and they kind of lean into each other and it's this big release and she looks at him clearly for the first time and she starts to have feelings, real feelings, not just like let's have this fun, crazy experience. Okay. Like she's like, shit, I... This guy's kind of damaged and like me and we're both seeking something that is bad for us, mm. you know, because we've it's what we've known, you know, and they kind of like a bit of love there. Okay. Charlotte, at her wit's end, calls Shoshana in and fires her, <laughs> as oh. would make total sense. Do you know, like in my head I imagine that scene where Charlotte's trying to fire and like just let it in really gently and Shoshana's just completely oblivious to it and Charlotte just snaps at the end of it. It's like, you're fired. And she's like. Yeah. Oh. And then Shoshana would like cry. Shoshana would cry? No, she wouldn't, would she? She'd be perplexed, but I don't know if she'd cry. The only reason it'd be good if she cried was then Charlotte would rehire her. Oh. Shoshana would like perk back up again and Charlotte would be like, no, you're, you're fired, leave. Yeah, let's add that in. That's happened yeah. a, couple, a little bit earlier though. This is the real firing. But, yeah, that's yeah, perfect. Okay. That's yeah. a very Charlotte thing to do. Hmm. So, and Shoshana would be like, so for real this time? Like, yeah. Yes, for real this time. <laughs> She's like, for real. She is very careful and considered, but you see her take the slightest enjoyment in firing Shoshana because Charlotte's like, I'm so fucking like – so Charlotte, never to be put down, an eternal optimist, agrees with Charlotte and decides that she's more of a leader than a follower and endeavours to be the boss of her own her own business. 
the two-part ways relatively amicably for now. Just get Ooh. prepared. Well, Hannah murdered a guy in the first act. <laughs> yeah. okay. Charlotte's going to murder someone. Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte's still planning the big opening of the gallery, the night of nights. Her work is doubled, but she's free to work in peace and quiet. So she's happy for now. Mm-hmm. Miranda tries to call Steve, but she sort of she's struggling and she's like, ah, and she just ends up leaving like grunts on his voicemail because she's like, I don't fucking know what to say. You know, she's really struggling with this and her firm is taking on large amounts of pro bono cases. And Miranda, also really fucking guilty about what she said to Big at the engagement party, volunteers to take on more than her share in an attempt to alleviate some of the guilt. Meanwhile, Marnie, working in the office, is peddling her new CD that she's recorded left, right and centre, as Marnie does. <laughs> and she lets all of her work for Miranda slide. Miranda pulls into her office, exhausted and frustrated, but calmly explains the importance of the cases. Marnie's like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to get on this. Mm-hmm. Like someone who needs to do an assignment, like, way later than they should have yeah. started. She's like, yeah, no, I'm going to be on this. I'll, I'll have to work all night. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, it'll be good. It'll yeah. be good. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. I'll focus. So she takes these cases home. And she starts, when she actually reads them, which is what she was meant to be doing, she's like, oh, my God, this is fucking full on because these are pro bono cases. Mm. Um, she writes a song from the perspective of one of the one of the people in the files and she records it and puts it on YouTube and it goes fucking viral, much okay, to Marnie's good. delight. Yeah. Um, oh, you selfish piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> I hate Marnie. Anyway. Uh, like a, it's clear. That you don't like her, you hate you've got a story yeah. that you've given her, and yeah, she's yeah. just being a piece of shit constantly. When, <laughs> when does she do something good in the show? Never. Never. Where am I? Okay, yeah. And Miranda finds the song, and mm-hmm. she's like, what the fuck? Like, this is, aside from it being, like, you know, unethical from, a, like, a business perspective, she actually has no right to a someone's story who's not her own. Mm. And it, it's kind of like tackling that concept that I think Carrie and Hannah kind of touch on earlier about this idea that people who write, who who create stories from other people's perspective, it's like, well, what right do we have to okay, to yeah, other people's yeah. kind of their lives? Like, you know, it's, yeah. And my, uh, Miranda has this really big speech where she says, you know, she kind of challenges mine and she says, why would you use someone's pain for your gain? Pardon the rhyme. But then we cut to Miranda at home listening to a voicemail of Steve sobbing, begging for her forgiveness and listening to it again and again. And you're like, oh, mm, okay, good. Miranda, yeah, yeah. here we go. Mm-hmm. Take a look at your own backyard there. And it's clear that this isn't the first night she spent listening to this voicemail. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jess is struggling. She's bonded with this man, but she's outgrown her love for, for Samantha. She's, like, moved on from her, but she really fucking likes this guy. But they're in this polyamorous relationship and she starts to get jealous of his time with Samantha and she starts to kind of be like, no, I kind of just want to be with you. And she, But she doesn't want to admit it because that would mean that all this stuff of her being like, oh, polyamorous and being mm. free and, and I don't subscribe to conventions of monogamy. She can't go back on what she said but she wants to because she's, got, she's gotten all the feels. And it's now okay, we get to the sort of towards the end and it's the week of the big event and Charlotte is excitedly and meticulously prepping this event and then it hits. All of a sudden, vendors start leaving, waiters back out, shit just starts unraveling. Then we get to the big night and this is where all the plot lines all fucking come together and it is a shit show. So I'm going to run him through <laughs> All right, let's yeah, go. Bring let's it on. It. This, is our th- this is our final act. This I- is the big battle. Like, so if this was an action film, this is like the battle scene. This is like okay. Tom Cruise running at something, Mel Gibson <laughs> running at something. I don't watch action films. I like how you're like, if this was an action film and you picked Tom Cruise, he's like, okay, but Mel Gibson. I was thinking Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, that's like 1992. <laughs> okay. Watch action films. Okay, this is everyone. It's when everything comes together. Okay, we start with Jessa at the bar 
fucking pissed off because she likes this guy and she can't really be with him in the way she wants to be and she sees across the bar Steve and she's like, oh, fuck that guy. Mm. But then she sees him with Miranda and she watches him and her kind of like, you know, doing their fighty thing and she's like, he has a wife? The fuck? So she walks over there and she's like, fuck you, like you piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. She rips into him. But it's very clear that she, it's, it's at, she wants to be saying this stuff to the actual guy. Yeah. She's like, I love you. You love me. I want you to just want to be with me. But so she takes it out on poor little Steve. In front of Miranda. In front of Miranda. Brilliant. Meanwhile... Oh, sorry. It, so no, Miranda's actually left before when Jess, before Jessica comes over. Meanwhile, Marnie's been fired by Miranda for being a massive bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> you really don't like her. <laughs> and Miranda defending her actions is like there are more important things in this life than your CD career. Like we're talking about real problems. We're talking about fucking like these these cases that I'm working on, they are real problems in this world. You needing to get more hits on YouTube are not real problems. But is she saying this? As she she and Marnie are having at it. This is their battle mm. moment. She and them are like yelling at each other. She looks over at Steve who's being yelled at by Jessa and she's like, fuck, there are bigger things than f- infidelity. Mm. There are bigger things than having a, like a shit moment and making a mistake and that the love between them is bigger than that. And she's like, fuck, I actually love Steve. I want to take him back. And then we realize Shoshana shows up armed with all the people that she's like fucking taken on to her crazy business. Which, which probably doesn't exist yet. She's just hired people for She's her. hired people. <laughs> she has no way of paying them, but she's promised them everything and yeah. she's just gone AWOL. And Charlotte absolutely loses her shit. She, I've written here, Charlotte cracks Shoshana's skull for taking her, her people. Shoshana realizes that she wanted to be a team player, but being blunt has its disadvantages. Oh, meanwhile, this whole time, sorry, Samantha, one bit that I liked in the movie, she's in the kitchen preparing a naked sushi tray of her body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's just doing that in the kitchen. <laughs> at, at her house or at this bar no, restaurant? In, in the restaurant. I don't know why she just this. <laughs> she's doing it as an uninstallation piece. Shits <laughs> yeah. and gigs. No, she's still, she's still into the dude and she's like, ooh, okay. oh, yeah, we'll have gonna, sex we're, in we're the kitchen. We're going to go fuck in the kitchen, yeah. yeah. Right. You and Jessica can eat me. Carrie's read, now read the article Hannah's scathing article. Well, not scathing, but less uh, it would than, be, it would, Let's make a scathing. Yeah, yeah. fun. Ha- yeah. Hannah's scathing portrayal. And she runs over and Hannah and her start to get into it. And they're fucking fighting and like, rah, rah, rah. And Charlotte cracks it. And I've written here and just glasses everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone dies, goes to prison, prison, the end. That's actually what I've got written in my phone. What? <laughs> <laughs> So it was it was an action film. <laughs> I think I've also written kidding with a question mark. So. <laughs> this is your pitch cast. Like, no, okay, you no, that, d- you want, you want, that doesn't happen. Maybe it does. I don't uh, know. And on that note. It no. can be a choose your own adventure. Charlotte kills everyone and goes to prison. Maybe she doesn't go to prison. And then, and then oh my god, she goes to prison and it's crossover with Orange is the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> But she doesn't just kill everyone. Like she has like a siege. Like she kills police officers who have like oh, kids. That's what I mean. She she ends kids, up and those kids grow up without fathers she because Charlotte in... stabbed them to death. She like... orange is the new black. Yeah. So yeah. So Carrie's furious at Hannah's portrayal of her because Hannah's also included the demise of her relationship with Big, and she defends her love for Big, and she goes, "No, it wasn't what you say. We fucking loved each other. We just let this wedding." She does the line, "I let the wedding get bigger than Big," and then mm. turns around. There he is. Oh, my heart. Damo, it's bigger than big. (laughs) Your heart's bigger than big right now. (laughs) 
Now, if it was Sex in the City, things would wrap up, mm. but we don't. We just kind of leave Carrie and Big looking at each other. And she said this stuff. She's like, no, we fucking loved each other. That was mm. real. She turns around. She looks as big. He's there. But we don't actually see him embrace because we're going to take, for the very end of the film, we take a bit of a leaf from girls' books. Something I love about girls is they do not wrap things up. No. They leave. So have we switched back to girls' perspective? Now we switch. switched. Beautiful. So this whole thing's kind of like cut between the two, yeah, yeah. two versions of reality. Yeah. And now, so we leave it unended. We actually don't know if Carrie and Big gets up back okay. together so that the second film has something to do because that whole yeah. film we can scrap. Cool. We finish the film, even though we've got all these loose ends, mm. but we finish the film with Hannah sitting down the next day in front of a cup of coffee with Carrie. This is the first time we see Hannah and Carrie face to face when they're not fucking just like ah, mm. cracking at each other. People are getting glassed. <laughs> Without Charlotte glassing them. <laughs> and this is the first time that the two worlds collide on an even playing field. Okay. So this is the first time we're not seeing it through one perspective or the other and then re-seeing it. This is the first time when we see it. It's just as it's, is. It's somewhere in between. As close, somewhere it's in between, spot in between. So to speak. Yeah, yeah. And they don't fucking like each other. And they start to talk and they slowly start to let their guide down a little bit and they just speak freely and we kind of pull out because we don't really, it's not about the conversation. It's about, the, it's just that this conversation happening. is happening. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. they're two women trying to figure out their lives and they're, and they're both writers and they're kind of just talking about it. After all, com- friendships, companionships, female relationships, they may be ride or die like in Sex and the City but or they may just be for who you are in that period of time and shed like they do in... <laughs> no, I've written here and shed like last season's Dolce and Gabbana. Well, no, that 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 would be something that she would say. That's something that yeah, Carrie would say. Yeah. Maybe we've got a voiceover. Um, it is a voiceover. Yeah, it's a voiceover. It's a voiceover. Yeah. It's a voiceover. But through it all, the common bond between them is that we're better off for talking to each other. You know, not necessarily sorting everything out, but just being present to that friendship in that moment, and that's the end. Well. I'm on board. Nicely done. Nicely I want Charlotte done. to yeah. glass people. I think I like that ending. Yeah, better. I save it, save it for movie save two. It for <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well done. You brought good a lot of you brought a lot of disparate threads yeah. together. So yeah, yeah. And good work, Kath. The way you you had their opposing views come up with each of the different relationships, I really love that. I thought it was awesome. Sort of how like. They each had their counterpart, so to speak. Yeah, well, I tried to. That was something that, you know, I didn't necessarily want to, oh, except I kind of did, I just realised. I didn't want to team them up with their more obvious counterpart. Originally mm. I wanted to tee them up with different people, but it kind of just happened in terms of the mm. way their worlds would have collided. I was like, well, that makes, yeah. that's more yeah. organic. Yeah. Mostly, I it's, guess, just Je- Jessa and Samantha. But yes. Yeah, and Carrie and, and Hannah. Yeah. yeah. But you no, no. had you had to have Carrie and Hannah as their kind oh, of. Of course, because they're, the yeah, they're the two They're the two. They're the two leads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, sign us up. Mm-hmm. I reckon uh, on that note, I've been Handsome Tom. I've been Damien. I've been Kath. Well done on your first pitch, Kath. Oh, well done, um, So, yeah, so if you want to talk more Sex in the City, you can hit us up uh, at sanspantsradio at gmail.com or you can email Movie Maintenance specifically uh, at moviemaintenance at sanspantsradio.com. Ooh. Or we're on Twitter, which is at MM Sandspans, which is the whole show. Or individually, you can hassle us. Uh, I'm at Awkward Treat. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I don't, I'm on Twitter, but I don't use it. Go to Kath at ATK5 on, on Instagram. Do that instead. Instagram. All right. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks. listening if you want to help support the show why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows a bunch of exclusive content and much much more that's sanspantsplus.com 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.